the world of Islam, culture, religion, and politics. Welcome to the World of Islam podcast. My name is Amin Tais. Thank you for joining me again as we continue discussing philosophy in the early Islamic context. There are many ways of approaching the subject of philosophy in those contexts. We had talked at the end of the last episode about the early interaction with Greek philosophy and about the translation movement and we discussed what philosophy brought to the table in terms of providing a rationalist path to truth that can be independent of divine revelation. Today I would like to pursue this point a little further and briefly highlight two trends that emerged early on from embracing philosophy. On one side stood philosophers who defended the compatibility of religion and philosophy, and on the other side we see thinkers who rejected the notion of prophecy altogether. In order to give an example, I will focus on two early important figures in the field of philosophy. One is Al-Kindi, who died in the 860s. Al-Kindi can easily be classified as the earliest important Muslim philosopher. He was close to the Mu'tazila theologians, who benefited from the patronage of some Abbasid caliphs, particularly Al-Ma'mun. But like them, Al-Kindi would fall from grace with the shift of the caliph al-mutawakkil towards supporting traditionalism. We don't know much about al-Kindi's life, but we do have access to some of his writings, including incomplete ones. Some of them only survive in later Latin translations. In all cases, it is possible from these writings to see that al-Kindi was a very learned man who was committed to the ability of philosophy to guide one to the truth. Importantly, Al-Kindi saw no contradiction between philosophy and religion. The tools that philosophy provided were for him necessary to understand and interpret the Qur'an, although reason had primacy, since verses that contradicted the dictates of reason had to be reinterpreted in ways that were reasonable. In addition, philosophy, particularly metaphysics, the branch of philosophy that deals with being and existence, uh, so metaphysics allows one to know the true one and the essential properties of the true one that is God. Connected to this is the proof of existence of God. One argument is presented by Al-Kindi, and it is a form of the design argument that some listeners might be familiar with, and which was embraced in later centuries by European thinkers, and that in fact goes back all the way to Socrates. Al-Kindi also develops other themes, including those of the soul, the intellect, and death. Among all Muslim philosophers, Al-Kindi stands out for his commitment to the notion of the creation of the world in time, whereas others 
would defend the eternal character of the world and its constant reproduction. Now, in contrast to Al-Kindi's insistence on both the importance of religion and its compatibility with philosophy, other thinkers took a more skeptical position towards divine revelation. In a context in which religion was central to both communal life and political organization, it is harder for these thinkers, who take a skeptical stand, to be public about their positions and it is harder for their works to survive after their deaths because not many manuscript copiers would rush to copy these works. And yet, skeptics existed and had some impact in the earlier periods that were more pluralistic and flexible since everything was still in formation and debates were still happening at a large scale about almost every subject. I will present a couple of episodes on free thinkers and skeptics in the world of Islam and in the future. For now, I will only highlight in the field of philosophy the figure of Abu Bakr al-Razi, who died in 925 or 935. Al-Razi would be known much later in Europe as Razes. He is mostly remembered as an outstanding physician who mastered the field of medicine of his time and who wrote important medical works like his medical handbook entitled Mansuri, translated to Latin in the 12th century, and like his Kitab al-Jadari wal-Hasba, the book of smallpox and measles, possibly the first book ever on smallpox. Arazi's books would be used for centuries, both in the Muslim world and in Europe. But Arazi was also an outstanding philosopher who authored many philosophical works, but unfortunately, they have not reached us except for two that are entitled At-Tibb Ar-Ruhani, Medicine of the Soul, and Asira Al-Falsafiya, The Philosophical Way. We also have many quotes from Ar-Razi in the works of others, including some who have debated him, a point which sometimes makes it difficult to know if Ar-Razi's ideas were always faithfully represented. In all cases, it is safe to follow Professor Majid Fakhri in uh, speaking of Ar-Razi as the most important Platonist philosopher of Islam, having written many works on the philosophy of Plato, including a commentary on the Timaeus, and having built his metaphysics and ethics on a Platonist basis. What is of high interest for our discussion here is that unlike Al-Kindi, who insisted on the truth and necessity of divine revelation and of the prophets to guide the masses who were incapable of philosophical inquiry, Arazi is arguably a critic of religion and of the notion of prophethood. For Arazi, there was no need for religion. Reason was sufficient. It was a sufficient guide 
to happiness. In fact, argues Arazi, the history of religion and religious teachings is one of war and strife. As for the prophets, they're at best unnecessary and at worst deceivers. The salvation of the soul doesn't reside in the wrongly described and promised immortality of the prophets, but in the pursuit of original thought, even if it doesn't reach complete truth. This helps freeing the soul and securing its true immortality. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.